there, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a... Uh, oh, yes. Just a quick warning. Yes, the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and nonsense. If you're averse to any of these ingredients, the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you. So talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program. Let's get into it. Heather, I'd like to congratulate you. Okay, thank you. Congratulating you for the um, for the stir you caused on social media about the mistletoe. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, I love and and thank you, our listeners. Thank you, our fans and loves who, I mean, thank you, Heather, for sharing this fascinating tidbit about mistletoe. With thank us you to my so brother-in-law can... for opening my eyes to the to this. Folklore. You are woke to the mistletoe now, now, and and it's great. And um, I want to also congratulate you. I don't know if your pun was intended or not intended. Uh-oh. But on Tis the Season to Not Be a Dick, you put in the post, we go deep. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> and my dirty mind laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. And then I was like, and it made me laugh more because I'm like, Heather did this innocently. I know she did. <laughs> And it made it even better. So congratulations oh you know, on that's this beautiful management. Of- I have a friend who um, she and I exchange highly inappropriate text messages of things that we see that make the seventh grade boy humor in our brain yes. just laugh and laugh and laugh. Yes, yes, yes. I cannot share the stuff. <laughs> We pass back see, and forth, but like I'll, we'll see something and like snap a pic and then send it over, and it's like, oh, that's good. You have to have people that that's okay with. Like, <laughs> exactly. and so I try to balance that on this show because I want to be snarky and I want to be dirty and I want to be whatever, but I also want to be listenable. You know, like, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and finding that balance is something something that we are. You know, we're we're getting there, but I really liked that. I thought that's that was hilarious. Funny, I, it was totally not intended. <laughs> I also want to say congratulations to us because today is our 20th episode. What? We love you guys for listening to us. And in our first month, you listened to us a thousand times. Wow. In our first month, we were listened to a thousand times. Are we famous now? I, I, I don't know. But remember when we launched, we said we would be happy with a hundred listens. That's true. Remember that? That's true. Now our goal is 50,000 downloads mm-hmm. a month. Yes. So, a month. Get busy, people. Yeah. Share. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for helping us get there. Now we need you to really share a lot because right. we have to be 50 times bigger than we are right now. <laughs> so, in listening. Yeah, in monthly in listeners. listeners. Yeah, not, in monthly listeners. Not ourselves. I don't want to be 50 times no. bigger than I am right now. I'm cool without that. <laughs> so thank you for keeping the conversation going. And thank you for your comments on the mm-hmm. social media because that's fun and, and for listening. So find us at Chrissy and Heather. On C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, wherever. All the places. So I saw something on the old social media mm-hmm. that I wanted to talk about. Um, people, you know when you go into the store and there's the Christmas tree up and you can take a name off of it and mm-hmm. you can buy things for someone. Like, it was called the angel tree, this mm-hmm. one specifically that I was reading about. And it's a lovely thing to do. Yeah. And I saw an absolutely irate post from Mm -hmm. someone who says that they were in the Walmart after Christmas and people are returning 
the angel tree gifts mm-hmm. for cash. People are returning. And this person is absolutely furious. Don't give to the angel tree. Don't do whatever. People are returning it. Blah, 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 blah. And I started thinking about this and thinking, what's it to you if they return that tricycle? Because I started thinking, you assume that they're returning that tricycle to go buy, like, cigarettes. Right. You don't know that. Right. Maybe they're returning that tricycle because they'd rather have bread. Right. You know? Or electricity. Yeah, or electricity or whatever. Like, we assume that this person in the Walmart is there for the worst reason. And I don't like that about us. I don't like that we judge what they're doing. You gave a gift. You did it from your heart. I get it that you wanted a child to get on that tricycle and ride it around. Like, I get it that that was your intention when you gifted the thing. But you don't get to pick what's right for the family that received that tricycle. Right. And you don't know whether that is a duplicate, whether that, you know, you don't know the circumstances that led to them being there. You don't know if maybe it's defective. You don't know if maybe it's something that they, you know, had have more of than they need. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just, you're assuming that they must be, this is a big sham. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought that I was contributing to a family's Christmas morning experience when in reality they just wanted the cash. Yeah. And so we were just having a conversation off air a few minutes ago that we said, hmm, let's take this on the air a little bit. But we were kind of talking about when we have or usually don't have the moral authority to kind of tell other people how to live their lives. And so we kind of started talking about that a little bit with spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a little bit of an interesting thing. to Well, it's a huge thing to explore. We could talk about it for yeah. six days, you know, but um, it's so sensitive. It's very much a thing where we go, hmm, I feel like I've got it figured out and I'd like to tell you how to figure it out. And it's none of our business. It's, right. I don't get to say because I like the way that I live that it's the way that you should live, too. And so let's well, explore you could, that a little bit. I think you have. I think you can say it. Yeah, but, but I don't. I don't get to be offended if you right, don't do it. But if you don't do it, I mean, I I fully support if somebody's living their life in a way that just brings them joy and peace and contentment, and they think it's the best thing in the world, and they want to share it with everybody. Then I feel like they have the the um, place to say, sure. "This is how I live, and I love it." And if you're interested in it, come and talk to me because I'd love to share it with you. I think that is totally fine, too. And I think that's kind of what we're doing on this show every day. But I don't think that it's, well, I mean, I guess it's okay. But I don't think that, I'm not going to have much sympathy for them if they do that and then nobody responds and comes to talk to them. And then so they tell everybody that they're doing it wrong or they shame them for that. You know, mm-hmm. it's you have the opportunity to share with others what you consider to be whatever your good news is, mm-hmm. but you can't determine what their response is. Right. You like I guess we all need to take a step back and be happy in the I did it the way that I am comfortable. I don't know what you take from it and what you do with it next. So, I donated a tricycle. I felt 
good about that. I hope that it goes to a child. I think it's okay to also say, or I hope that it contributes in some way positively to these people. Do I want them to go hawk it for cigarettes? Which, I mean, hell, they might be doing that. I don't know. You know right. what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not saying that everybody is returning stuff for noble reasons either. Right. I'm just saying you don't really know. And you don't get to... I can understand. I can understand feeling sad or disappointed or frustrated if you felt like you were doing something that you considered to be a kind and loving gesture and it was rejected in the form of being regifted or being returned. I can understand being like, well, gee whiz, you know, I thought that I gee was whiz. doing this. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I do have an issue with there's a there's a level of discomfort that I have with the angel tree and also with um, a practice that we used to do in our church that we don't do anymore and I'm glad for although some churches still do this and I understand why but I'm glad that mine doesn't because I also understand why we don't and that's the um, the shoe boxes what's the shoe boxes so the shoe boxes are um, it's a it's an effort by um, Samaritan's Purse, an organization called Samaritan's Purse. And mm -hmm. what it basically does is um, encourages churches in America to put together um, Christmas packages to send to children in other countries. Okay. Now, people who are more educated on this process than I am, I'm sure, can explain more about where they go and what the circumstances are and all of that. I don't really know all of that. Well, and for a while, I thought it was the best thing because I love Christmas and I love charity and and my values of family warmth and coziness and I love to give gifts and I love to see people receive gifts and I just love that and so I want to share that with others and so of course yeah I want to fill a box full of gifts for children that don't have anything and send it to them so that they will have the same wonderful feeling and feel love and feel happy because I am assuming that stuff mm -hmm. makes them happy. And that's where I had a shift where I was filling up my shoebox and I'm thinking, well, I'm assuming that these kids, that this matches their culture. I'm right. assuming that just because in America we give each other tangible objects as a sign of affection and celebration, that that's what they also do. And that... I know that the underlying purpose of those books is to share the word of Christianity, mm -hmm. which might not be culturally appropriate for them. Right. And I just became more and more uncomfortable with using that as a means to share that message and more uncomfortable with sending a box of trinkets to, to a child who may really need like Healthcare. <laughs> I think I think that I've told you before. Um, when I first started my company years and years ago, I was in my early twenties, and I got a contract to do a summer camp, and it was a great contract. And I got to get kids who were um, in foster and dependent care to come in and be with us for a week, and to get to do experiences with them that they had never gotten to do. Like I remember a little boy who we lived ten blocks from a lake and he'd never been to the lake before you know um 
and then we took these kids out on a boat like and they definitely had never been mm-hmm. you know on a boat and it was really neat but what I did the first year of this camp was I got these kids school supply packets mm-hmm. like to to take with them um you know and I got pencils and I got backpacks donated and all this great stuff which is lovely and I learned that what these kids needed was food right like what these they they didn't have food at home you know so the next year that we did this camp we sent them home every day with a bag of groceries right you know and that was more valuable to them because somebody else was going to get them backpacks somebody else was going to whatever but nobody was going to feed them that week you know so Mm -hmm. that became like you you have to really look at the person in front of you and you don't get like yes i get it that they put on the wish list that this little girl wanted you know this doll or whatever but if you don't have groceries right i mean i when i look at the angel tree and i take the tags off and it says socks or underwear you know i feel like that's a gift for the mom to not mm-hmm. need to buy those things mm-hmm. you know, like i would i would love nothing more than to to fill a box of all of the essentials that those children need throughout throughout the year to take that off of the parents' shoulders of needing to buy new socks and underwear and, and those things. But that's not a really a gift. Okay, I'm putting my values back on them again. Mm-hmm. I When I give a gift to a child, except for my nieces that I gave the inappropriate stickers to, <laughs> I, I try to think about when I was an eight-year-old girl, what did I want? Right. You know, and 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 to have something that's just for her. And I mean, special. How else can you look at it, though? You can only look through your own lens. Yeah. You know, you like it's it's hard to put yourself in other shoes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a great exercise to try, you know, but I think that's great. So you go, oh, I would love to have this doll baby and I'm going to go mm-hmm. buy this doll. But like maybe you fill the box with the socks and the underwear and the whatever. And then you put this extra yeah. thing in. And that's excellent, Heather, and it makes you feel good. But when that mother opens that box and she's like, I'd rather have the 15 bucks from this doll. Right. You know, so like, I just don't think you get to be mad about it. I think you did your best. You gave your your heart is happy. Maybe she's going to go buy cigarettes. Maybe she's going to go buy a turkey. I don't know. Yeah. You know? I think I do get to be sad about missing out. Okay, well, let me rethink about how I want to phrase this. I think I do get to have the feeling of disappointment that the that what I wanted to give was not received. Right. And and that is I feel like that is a human emotion. Yes. That it, that we are entitled to have, but where I, where I feel like my entitlement ends is when I then go and tell everybody that that's wrong. Yes. You know, I you can are be allowed sad to have that... any feeling that you want. Like, right. yeah, you don't have to always be like kindness and uh, and like you don't have to do that. No, have the feeling, but move past it. Yeah. Don't go on social media and blast that lady. Right. We make a lot of assumptions and I've, I've done that, too. I think like when I think about the, the Christmas boxes, I really like, you know, where it comes from. But I ended up not participating anymore because I just didn't feel OK with sending our version of overly commercialized materialistic celebration to people who I didn't know if that's what they really want. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think that's really interesting. And I think that you like, I think you're right. Like when you say 
you get to you get to feel however you feel. You get to do that. And I think that sometimes we're we're busy and we're focusing on the idea of, you know, like I just want to be kind. I just want to be whatever. You know, but yeah, you're allowed to be pissed off. Like you're like you're, like it's just not letting that persist, you know, I think. I it makes me think about this bitmoji do you have Bitmojis on yes, your phone? Uh-huh. I love them. I love, I love them too. I can I can communicate I gotta almost my, I gotta get mine a little bit longer hair. My hair's growing out. I recently put um, you know new winter clothes on my Bitmoji. I need to change my my girl up. I can yeah. communicate almost exclusively in Bitmojis. And there's one that I really love um, where she's standing there and she's holding like this bouquet of flowers and they're all like dead. Mm-hmm. And it says, let me love you. <laughs> And it's like when I'm trying to like pay somebody a compliment and they won't accept it or I'm trying to do something nice like like, yes, this is me being nice to you. Let me do this for you. Let me give you the doll. Let me give you the Mm -hmm. bike. Let me give you the cookies. And they're like, no, we don't need it. We don't need it. And I just want to send that bitmoji of like, this is me loving you. Accept it. Take it. I don't care what you do with it after I leave. but Just let me give it to you. Take it. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being nice. Exactly. Let me be nice. <laughs> and then let me bitch that you didn't accept my niceness right. well enough. <laughs> Jerks. Um, so we kind of got into on the last episode, we talked about New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. a little bit. We talked about um that the ads have changed now. Right. They were they were pushing us hard on, you know, every toy in the toy aisle, every tricycle mm-hmm. that we should be buying you all know, the for the angel tree or for our own children, mm-hmm. for whoever, that we should Get it buy all, all buy these all things. Of it. Now, what I always love, I love the shift. So I love the beginning of January here when we get, um, it's all for gyms, a lot mm-hmm. of gym membership. Yeah. Tupperware makes yes. a strong showing. Getting organized, organization mm-hmm. makes it makes a big show up, which I really enjoy. Um and we get into these resolutions and we need all the things that we can buy, all the things come out in the ads to help us with these resolutions, uh-huh. right? Um, you mentioned that a friend of yours was very uptight about, le- I don't like this resolution thing. And right. that's funny because one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was if you like this concept or not like why should we wait is this an excuse to indulge now because i'm gonna fix it later and do a jump start you know like how do you feel about this resolution con like idea this you know i love them yeah i love Mm -hmm. them i and i i because i just really love self-improvement i really like having a project i like having a goal and making a plan and i think that resolutions are just so hopeful and positive and but I do think there's a difference between setting a resolution like you told me in our last show that what I had said as my resolutions were really items to do it was Mm -hmm. a task list right and so there are I think there's a difference between a resolution I resolve to do this or be this and also kind of like setting goals for the year, like I'm going to save this much money or I'm going to, you know, complete this educational achievement or, you know, different, I'm going to learn this skill. That to me is more like a goal where a resolution is like, I have something about me that I think could improve and I want to improve on it. See, it kind of surprises me that you like the New Year's resolution idea because I was thinking about like smokers, for Uh example, and I know that you like smoking cessation is one of your things that you like to teach. It's mm-hmm. something you're passionate about. 
So, I mean, do you ever have a client in December who's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit, but I'm waiting for my New Year's resolution, you mm-hmm. know, so that they get to smoke it up as hard as possible mm-hmm. during December. It, like, to me, it, it can be just a, I'm going to put it off. Thing. It's, it's just a, a diversion tactic, you know, like, well, when when that new time gets here, mm-hmm. then I have to actually buckle down. Well, you know, I will often say um, I am not a wellness convincer. I'm a wellness coach. So if somebody says that they are going to start their diet or they're going to start their quit smoking or they're going to do whatever the change is after the holidays, okay, call me after the holidays. I'm not here to convince you that you're ready to do something that you're not ready for. If there's something magical about that day that seems significant to you and you're excited about starting a new chapter then, then I will totally show up on that day and we will get started on it. But if you aren't ready to do it now, then don't waste your time trying to force yourself into something that you're not ready for. How often do you see people actually get to that day and, and you know, undertake that change? Well, often I see people get to that day and take make the change. Um, I don't often see people solidify the change. Right. And then have it actually come to fruition. And that's what it is for me, I guess. The skeptic, the total yeah. skeptic in me is like, okay, because when we get to January 1st, you know, you've now you've spent all of December knowing it's going to be your last cigarette. And so you've been smoking three packs a day right. instead of two. And now you're going to quit cold turkey on January 1st and make that your new thing. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, so uh, very skeptical. You can kind of tell, I guess in my line of work, I can tell whether somebody's going to follow through on what they say they're gonna do or not. And especially when it comes to smoking, because if you have a goal of quitting smoking on January 1st, then I would like to have a conversation if they're open to it about, well, what happens on January 1st? You know, what is there anything that needs to happen between now and then so that you're ready on January 1st? Um, you know, what makes January 1st special? Why is that day significant? Um, what about January 2nd? Are you prepared for how it's gonna feel? Have you ever tried this approach before? You know, just making sure that they've got everything that they need to be successful. Um, if, if I can, if I have a really good feeling that they're serious about it, you know, and I, I think most people who set goals on January 1st for something know that they're not really going to achieve it. Yeah. So what's the point? Why do know. it if you know you're going to fail? I think Are you going to do, do it. They know? Like, there's nothing magical about the start of a new year. I mean, I mean, is there? Maybe. I don't know. But to me, it seems like other things in my life than the date would dictate how successful yes. I'm going to be at this thing. Well, yes, I consider um, our birthdays to be our personal New Year. Mm-hmm. And I like, like, I like my personal, mm-hmm. my life began on my birthday. And so the 365 day lapse that I take through time, that is my new year. Mm hmm. I like that. And it also helps that my birthday is halfway through the year. So if I didn't get it right. (laughs) (laughs) You got to reset. There we go. It's always a good day to start something new. If you feel excited about trying something new, you don't have to wait for January 1st. But if you're excited about January 1st, then then have a great January 1st. How funny is it, Heather, that um, we started this show in November. Mm-hmm. We started this show in November, which is crazy that we're at episode 20, you mm-hmm. know, that we, we really, we've been really, really busy. Um, <laughs> but we started this show in November 
And do you remember that we had a conversation? We sat down and I said, I don't want to wait till the new year to right. start it. We got to go. Mm-hmm. Like, like if we could have put it off, who knows if we'd even be doing it. Like today would not even be our first show yet. Today is January 3rd. Fun to play this game, right? Oh, today is January third. We would not have even recorded our first show yet. We would yeah. be doing it in another, probably the week of the thirteenth, right? When when I'm back from travels, right? You know, um, we wouldn't even we wouldn't even have this yet. And instead, we've had twenty fascinating, glorious, uh, thought provoking, uh, fun conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, all of those commercials that right now are telling us about the new magic system, you know, mm-hmm. of, in fact, I'm about to write a piece on like year in review from a fitness craze mm-hmm. perspective. Like what was the magic, the magic stuff this year? Paleo? Right. Like mm-hmm. this, we had the keto diet, then we had the special, um, the workouts that were oh this workout is completely different from any workout you've ever done before well no the tabata thing if it gets your heart rate up for Mm -hmm. an hour Mm -hmm. it was a good workout Mm -hmm. you know and so i always try to hone in on the fact that none of these external influences you know the special way that weight watchers rearranged how you count points or you know the noom diet which their tagline just absolutely infuriates me because they did not create a new way of losing weight. Losing weight is the exact same way as it's always been. Mm-hmm. But they say they use small goals and psychology to lose weight and keep it off. Like That's how it is. That's how you do it. That's how you've done it since the beginning of time. <laughs> so that's not new. But they convince us that these are the magic things that are going to work this time. Right. But the reality is that the magic is in us. Right. Our show We've was got in the magic yeah. in me. We started in November. You start where you start. Yeah. With what you've got. Right. And if you wait for things to be perfect or ready, you're likely not going to ever start. Right. I think that you and I push each other in that way, which I really oh, for sure. really like. In a good way. So as you talk about these weight loss goals, what do you think the top resolutions are, Heather? Oh gosh, well, um lose weight, quit smoking, save money, get out of debt. Um, I often speak on New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I think it's interesting. I, I did a little Google search and the top three are all basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, number one is diet or eat healthier. Mm-hmm. Number two is exercise more. Mm-hmm. And number three is lose weight. Yeah. So that doesn't really surprise me no. at all. And then you're right. Save more and spend less mm-hmm. is number four. Learn a new skill or hobby is mm-hmm. number five. Yep. Quit smoking. Mm-hmm. Number six. Read more is number seven, which I didn't think that would rank so high. Get a new job is number eight. Drink less alcohol is mm-hmm. number nine. And spend more time with your family is number 10. <laughs> Rounded out the top 10. At least we, we, we made it to these people. And I, I think that that is, uh, I, think, I think that's pretty interesting that, th- that those are kind of our things. I also read that um, men and women make slightly different goals. Yeah. That, you know, um, you, you look like you know about this. Yeah. <laughs> Men say that they're going to drink less. And uh, let's, let's see. Men say, what do we see here? Women make more health-focused resolutions, while men say they're going to get a new job and drink less booze. Hmm. 
which I thought was interesting. I'd be curious to see whether there's a difference in the genders or you know, just what the demographics would be for the differences in whether or not the resolutions or goals that people set are behavior or outcome. Because when I great, great point. Yeah. Like, are you are you wanting to change the thing that you do, the behavior that you do? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes if the goal is exercise more, that's a behavior goal. Like I'm going to exercise more. I can quantify. I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. I'm going to sign up for this class. I'm going to do these things. The goal is behavior related goal that you get the reward from immediately. Mm -hmm. You get the self-satisfaction of having done it and your body improves immediately when you start exercising. Mm -hmm. And then one of the number three, lose weight. Right. That's an outcome, That's an outcome. Yeah. Uh -huh. of exercising more and eating healthier. Right. So it's interesting how people phrase their goal. It's like, I'm going to lose weight this year. Okay, so what are you going to do? What are the behaviors going to be that get you there? Exactly. Yeah. And I wonder what the demographic shifts would be on w whether or not people are setting goals for what they want to achieve, the end result, or the action that they want to do engage in to get the end result. I would like to say, I, I told you on the last episode that only 8% of people like, right. make their goals. It's because they're outcome goals. I, um, about 10 years ago, chose a behavior goal and I did it. And what I still it? do it today. Yeah, what was it? To floss my teeth every day. Oh, I love to floss. It's the greatest, right? I so love to floss. So if you guys haven't made a New Year's <laughs> resolution... And you would like to, and you would like to do one that, I don't know, for me, was super easy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, you just buy the little placards things. Yeah. Don't be trying to do it with a string. That's okay. disgusting. Now, here's the thing. My sister is a dental hygienist. Mm -hmm. I did not floss. I never flossed because I just can't get my hands in deep. Like, I can't reach all my teeth. Yeah. And then so when those flossing sticks came out, yeah. I was... This is perfect. So uh -huh. I started flossing. And so my sister says, oh, well, you know, those don't really work. And she's like, just, they don't wrap around your tooth and they don't get all, everything out. And so I tried to go back to the string. And then I couldn't do it. And I wasn't flossing because I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could, it was a hassle. I didn't mm -hmm. want to do it. And I really loved using the flossing stick. So I asked my sister, well, which would be worse, not flossing at all or using the flossing stick? And she's like, oh, well, not flossing at all. I mean, if you're going to, if if the flossing stick is the only way you're going to floss, use the stick. Uh, truly, it's the only way. Like, I thinking it. about the string grosses me out. I would never yeah. floss my teeth. Like, I 100% would never do it. That's disgusting and vile. I am stick, a, I'm addicted to how it feels to have it's my great. teeth flossed. I love it. It's so great. So make that your resolution if you really need one. And <laughs> it's really doable. Just go buy a pack of the little placards mm -hmm. and... Yeah. There's like a billion of them in there. It'll last you almost six months. There's like 180 in there or yeah. something. And um, yeah. So if I set a resolution, if I set a, if I make a decision, mm -hmm. I usually, like, I just have made that decision. Right. And so sometimes that's why I say, I don't know if it needs to be a New Year's resolution. It can right. be, you know, but for me, it's more about when I'm ready to make that decision. Right. And I will know internally whether I'm going to be successful or not mm -hmm. like as you know I don't really drink anymore like once in a while I'll have a I'll have a you know beer or whatever but I don't drink and I knew in the past like like I quit drinking when I was pregnant easy mm -hmm. 
I'm not going to drink, you know. Um, I quit drinking after surgeries and mm-hmm. things like that. And and that was fine. You know, mm-hmm. I could quit for a certain period of time or for whatever. But I always knew that I would drink again. You know, right. like it was never a, you know, like a this is a forever thing until it was. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I just won't do that again. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, I don't I don't think it's. I don't want to say that it's that it's easy for me. That's not, not what I'm trying to say here. But I don't think it's easy for some people to make a decision and just totally stick with it. And I don't think it's easy for me either. I just think there comes a point when I know, like, I, I guess I, I'll just never say it until I'm really sure. You know right. what I mean? So <laughs> I may toss around in my head for years, I'm going to drink less. I'm going to whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't usually say something publicly right. or whatever until I'm very sure. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's the only difference is it makes it look like I'm really good at it <laughs> because I didn't say anything until it was time. Right. But that doesn't mean I didn't internally struggle with it for yeah. a number of years or for a very long time. Oh, well, it's like when you said that, I had the image um, come in my brain of an iceberg. You know, we see this a, a minuscule part of that iceberg. It looks huge to us, mm-hmm. but beneath the surface, it gets even bigger and bigger and bigger. And, yeah. and we don't see that. And and so what we see from other people is their iceberg. You know, we see the the top of of what they're doing, and we don't know the internal dialogue that has gotten them to the part right. that they show us. Mm-hmm. And especially when we jump to judgment of people's actions. You know, it it's like we just don't know what has happened what it inside took to get there. To yeah. get them mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. A lot of things. We jumped around a lot. A lot of. Uh, <laughs> it's funny to me. Like sometimes I'm like, we're just gonna go in and have a light little whatever, and then we we get into whatever we get into. You know. Yeah. So thank you, listeners, for getting into it with us, and thank you for getting into it with us twenty times now. Woohoo! 2020 in 2020. 20 yes, episodes yep. mm-hmm. at the beginning of 2020. The beginning of 2020. Yep. Our second episode of 2020. How how lovely. How serendipitous, <laughs> right? And thank you, for Heather, uh, for posting inappropriate funny things and I giving try. inappropriate gifts to your niece and doing all <laughs> the inappropriate stuff. It works out so nicely. You're welcome. Until next time, friends, um, go do whatever your resolution is. Do whatever your thing is. Talk to us on social media and... We look forward to our next chat with you and continuing this 2020 project with y'all. Bye. Bye. Deep voice guy, how'd we do? I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. And for those of you looking to increase your dosage, make sure to connect with The Chrissy and Heather Show on Facebook and Instagram.